What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new episode coming right at you. But real quick, a word from those fine folks that bring you this show every week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of A Now We Drink. Experience all the madness chaos in full HD at www.anwd.net slash videos. They're pretty awesome. Updating pretty regularly. Still a little behind on them, guys. You know, I'm a one-man show, so the audio's got to come first. But the video's getting done as fast as I can. On to the real sponsors. We are brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please and has features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. Can't beat it. Rad Vinyl delivered to your house every month. And Vinyl Me Please isn't like a record of the month club of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel anytime. If you want to beef up your vinyl collection, go to www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Gamefly. Gamefly.com has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to run for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as the old school systems. As a Gamefly member, you can get rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much that you want to send it back, you can keep it for a low-use price. There's never any due dates or late fees. Man, games are expensive. Before you drop your hard-earned coin, check it out on Gamefly. Make sure you love it. And if you really love it, you don't even have to send it back. Just keep it, pay Gamefly the low-used rate, Boom, keep playing. Did I mention you also rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service and no extra charge? So sign up today for a premium 30-day trial for free. One game out, shipped directly to you with a pre-addressed envelope for easy returns. No contracts, cancel anytime. Go to GameFlyOffer.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is GameFlyOffer.com slash ANWD. And we are also brought to you by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS and soon to be the number one comedy podcast app on Android. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcast, you can subscribe to your favorite podcasters, comedians, and other performers. Whenever they make an appearance on another show, boom, right there in your subscription feed. If a podcast you love isn't in Laughable yet, email them and they will add it to the service. They are the best. Ned Kenny. The CEO of Laughable loves podcasts. He's such a good dude. I love their fucking service. It's how I listen to podcasts. So go to the App Store. Go to the Google Play Store. Download Laughable today, free of charge. You will not regret it. Laughable. Fine, funny. This week's guest is female to male trans performer, Eddie Wood. Eddie comes back to the show. And as always, we have a laugh fucking riot, hookups, awards, cis girls. This episode's got it all. So sit back, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking, buddies. Gonna break out the 
two and a... Cool. Eddie, what the fuck's going on? Thanks for having me back, man. Hey, the, technically the third appearance. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, we were in the club that one time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. The I need to go to Dames and Games more. <laughs> Once I figured out the parking situation, <laughs> that's the number one thing you got to know about when you're going out in L.A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the parking situation is no fucking good. Yeah. That's like the first old dude that I was friends with. That's what we would talk about. I was like, yeah, he's, he's got it together. After living in LA for like 80 years, he knows what's up. <laughs> the name of the spot and then the parking situation. But that was a lot of fun. I, I do tranny strip. And actually, I guess like a year ago, when it's been about a year since I've been on the show. Um, I had a tranny strip show coming up. We had our last one at the Transgender Erotica Awards, and that was a lot of fun. But God, I'd love to take it to Dames and Games and have families involved. They <laughs> 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 had like karaoke going, which like the the stripping interspersed. That's pretty cool. I mean, I think my favorite event would be to do like a marijuana plus porn star event. I think there's going to be all oh, those those definitely of those. exist. <laughs> definitely, yeah, some nice overlap there. I've been going to a lot of the free farmers markets to get weed, and I had heard about one that was downtown, and they had strip stripping strip show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so we need to all 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 weed shops should have strippers. No. But uh, yeah, Chinese strip is a lot of fun. We've been doing it at Cheetahs, and uh, <laughs> I yeah, I'm in charge of the VIP room and. It's just a, a unique feeling at the end of the night when the girls are filing out and I'm collecting $40 off of each of them. Bitches, pay me. <laughs> pay me. I'm like, you pay. yeah, they know they can't get past me without paying. <laughs> Bitch better have my money. So at Dames and Games, it was nice to be off the clock. I was like, okay, I'm not in charge of these bitches. <laughs> like, not in charge of these bitches. Matt's just giving me booze. Yeah. And yeah, you had some wonderful co-hosts. <laughs> they were all very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll explain uh, FTM to any of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I shot with the cis girl yesterday, right, on Wednesday. And I was just like, oh my God, I forgot what like pussy was like. <laughs> this is really nice. Like I've been doing mostly butthole stuff because it was mostly sleep with trans girls. But yeah, it was just like shut, stuff slides in so easily. <laughs> so self-lubricating, it's just whoop, yeah. right in. And I just like flipped her up and her butt was up in the air. And I was just like, yeah. Uh, it was funny. It was like nothing was getting in the way. <laughs> no, it's you don't have to bat anything to the side. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Out of the way, dick. Out of the way. It means that I was shooting with a trans girl on... Uh, Saturday or Sunday in Chicago, and she never shot with a trans guy before. So before the scene, we're texting, and she's like, "So do I need to like take Viagra or something?" And I'm like, "Well, what do you usually do in your scene?" She's like, "Well, I like to bottom." So I've been doing a lot of strapping on and with T girls bottoming. But before we did the scene, she's like, "I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get hard or not." She's like, "I don't want you know, no offense or anything." And then sure enough, <laughs> when she was getting pounded, it was just like super hard. It's like, yeah, I knew it wasn't gonna be an issue, but it, it's funny. These, <laughs> these girls are like, "I don't know." 
But then, yeah, once they get pounded, they're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty. It's like a pretty oh, masculine experience. <laughs> you're pressing the button. You're pressing the button. And that's the cool thing. Did we talk about this last time about how, like, vaginas and buttholes, they have a similar button if you use the, like, the, the come hither motion. I swear, they're very similar. <laughs> Hey, you can lay down that knowledge again. It's fine. It's been half a minute. We have new listeners since the last time you've been on. So, yeah, lay down like that knowledge. Much, because I, you know, grew up on the vagina and have such confidence in my vagina wheelhouse. But then starting to do things with trans girls and like penises and stuff, I still, I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, it's like every time I have to give a head on. On camera i'm just like let's just get through this let's just get through this i can't figure it out I, like don't know if i'm doing a good job or not i just like to know <laughs> doing a good job because <laughs> i'll be like forever schooled about my first time when i like went down on michelle austin she's always like making fun of me she's like you were like a little baby like sucking on a bottle like what were you doing <laughs> Oh my god! And then, like, over the first few times that I got penetrated by penises, I was so scared I was gonna break them in half or something. <laughs> remember, Honey Fox was like, "No, no, no! If anyone's gonna get broken in half, it's gonna be you." <laughs> oh, that's so ridiculous! Yeah. Oh my. That's <laughs> good that I've actually been shooting porn lately. Uh, is it's like sometimes with all the things going on, I like forget that I actually have to be shooting porn. You know. <laughs> like oh yeah i make money doing this (laughs) oh yeah whoops yeah and like in chicago i kind of i guess i got butt rushed (laughs) but now it was like i was shooting with this one person and then she was like oh um the so-and-so he's with us he's one of your biggest fans and that like never happens to me i don't ever meet people that are fans and uh Especially not little trans guys that are fans, and he's like a brand new porn talent. And so they're like, "Well, if you have a little bit of time after your scene, we're hoping maybe you can shoot some trade with Joey." And so at first I was just like, "I don't know." They're trying to, <laughs> but then I, you know, I felt a sense of community and wanted to help him out and put him on. And so yeah, we ended up shooting a scene together, and. Uh, it was such a like recharging experience just just to meet someone that was inspired what I by what I did and it's like continuing to do stuff and he's shooting stuff with trans girls. So it was it was a super dope experience. I know, like all the trans girls they shoot scenes with other trans girls even though they may identify as straight or whatnot. And so I've been just trying to navigate how I want my brand to be and who I want to be having sex with on screen. But I've just done two f to m f to m scenes and i think that's like there's something there it's pretty cool um but i haven't done like hardly any gay scenes but that's where f to m is just blowing up right now so i don't know pierce paris said he would fuck me so (laughs) nice but you know like i think he meant it for real too because at the t awards um I got, I won the F10 Performer of the Year again this year. So third year in a row. Thank bravo, you. bravo. So yeah. Hell yeah, it felt good. I felt amazing. And I took the opportunity just to ask like who would shoot with uh FDM and like well first I was like who has and who is and Did you say from up. stage who's down to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I basically just <laughs> took a mic like 
<laughs> Who's DTF? I can't get anything past you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And no. I'm like looking at the audience. I'm like, okay, Brie Mills, check. Pierce Paris, check. <laughs> Yo, you, you, you DTF? Let's go backstage. Let's do this right now. Yeah, you know, you an ally or what? <laughs> Stick it in me. <laughs> Prove your ally status. Ram it in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then maybe the the true ally status is like when this one guy, I like sucked his dick, and then when he went to his turn, he's like, I can't do it, man. He's like, I thought because you had a vagina and you know you're attractive, I could do it, but you're just too masculine, man. I can't fuck you. I was like, okay, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> just like a normal dude, like got my dick sucked, I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> I know. Every time I see him, I like always make sure everyone knows. Like I sucked his dick and he didn't reciprocate. <laughs> Rick Fantana. Oh um, shit! You're David Names. Yeah, but now he's on Why Not Buy. So I'm like, I want to get on Why Not Buy. I think that would be great. I think trans men are absent of this like forced bisexual narrative though. But I I, I want to see a scene where it's like. Oh, yeah, you like pussy so much? You like pussy so much? Eat this dude's pussy. <laughs> Guess you're gay. Be like a great little catch-22. <laughs> you can't win either I'm way. so good. Ah. Yeah, right? Hella confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. I want to I see where, like, or, like, uh, I want to be the, the star of the threesome with, like, a heterosexual couple. I kind of see that. I've never really seen that played out, but that's always, like, the... The T girl narrative, right? T girls are great for couples, but if you need to, I mean, I just want to see all the porn where it's like my nephew is, my nephew has a pussy, or like my my stepdad has a pussy. I mean, it'd be a great setup. Like, yeah, the 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 setup is the couples at the bar, the chick sees you, like, oh, honey, you promised me I'd get one. Yes, I yes, get to pick one. Yes, that's perfect. Take like drop like, oh, he has a pussy. <laughs> And it a, a fun twist is she's like, I don't know what to do. And like the husband's like, fucking rock hard. Like, <laughs> I know what to do. Hell yeah. I love that. That sounds super fun. So hopefully Brie Mills is listening. Shit, I feel like we were talking about Brie Mills maybe last year or here. And then now this year there's Transfixed, which is just really cool. Like, yeah, I feel like that was such a huge cosign from lesbian porn, girl, girl porn, mainstream porn. Like fuck all these uh trans exclusionary radical feminist on twitter you know they're like these are girl girl scenes so that's been pretty cool to see i just I, I i think that like all the girls that do girl girl performance were also great candidates to do stuff with f to m you know so i i would just love that that storyline of like one of her one of the girls that she uses you know sees some guy i don't know i'm always <laughs> imagining like in high school because i look like i'm in high school you know and it's like this person has traditionally been attracted to to women but you know oh this this boy you know some strange attraction there you know i don't know because i i feel like those types of attractions exist people really get caught up in the gay and the the lesbian stuff but i i I feel like there is like some attraction from les like it's okay for lesbians to be attracted to trans guys and also like as a trans guy, I am attracted to lesbians from my, like, history of, like, <laughs> identifying them and, you know, pursuing them. So now, I, you know, I have that, like, left over. So. I think it's just universally accepted lesbians can be attracted to whatever they want. <laughs> like, it's crazy because girl-girl porn is technically gay sex, 
but it's mainstream. It's always been mainstream. It's always been okay for two girls to get it on in a mainstream porn. Hell yeah. It's just like, oh, if there's girls involved, it's cool. And that's what, with my porn, I feel like people will say, well, if, if I was to have a scene with a cis girl, well, where's the cock? You know, no one's going to watch that. But there's so much porn that doesn't have a cock or that has a strap on that people are consuming. So obviously, like, there's, yeah, there's people out there. We don't need the penis. No, there, there's a porn. market for fucking everything. <laughs> people want to watch fucking. It's just what it is. Yeah. I know I, this, the wildest things on my Twitter timeline. I'll have to pause and take a look at it. I never thought I would be into. But yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy. I just like oh mainstream print. Oh hey, mainstream reporter with the uh, T girl. Cool. I know it's so cool now. Every yeah, it's, it's like all. Uh, well, it is interesting. Like the the mainstream acceptance of the trans porn. I guess it's the only way. It can, I don't know, it's just these boxes that we've always created, but it's the, the cis girls having sex with the trans girls right now is all the rage. And then the cis guys having sex with the trans guys is all the rage. So, yeah, be interesting. I'm, I'm waiting for that, the, like, still, I guess, a wave to crash that is trans guys and trans girls having sex. Because I think that's great for couples, women, dudes, like everything, but... Yeah, that's the whoever's into it. Shit. <laughs> hey, just get a little closer to the mic. Oh yeah, yeah. We want to be able to hear you. Thank you. We just had a great um, XBiz World article called Trans Pop, and it was all about these kinds of things and like the main the mainstreaming, so to speak, of trans porn. And it felt really cool. I got to be included in that. With, uh, JC Adams uh, put it together, and. Yeah, oh, it was it was super, it was super to feel like I don't know. They always have Buck Angel do everything, so I was like, okay, now there's like two guys, there's two of us. Got Buck Angel in here, and then new kid on the block, Eddie Wood. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing about. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I have Major T. We have Major Beef. Me and Buck Angel. Really? We can talk about it here. Yeah. For reals? Oh, for reals, for reals. So it's this hard because, like, imagine you had a job and every time you tell someone what your job was, they said, oh, do you know Buck Angel? <laughs> just I'm just imagining, like, any job. You're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a <laughs> garbage truck delivery man or whatever driver. Oh, do you know Buck Angel? <laughs> or I know Buck But, it, you know, anytime I say I'm doing FDM porn, he's the one that comes up. So that's why I care about so much, you know, what he stands for and what he speaks about and how he interacts with our community and I like to hold him accountable for the things that he says. And so, yeah. What's he said? He just gets on Instagram live and he, he goes crazy. He just talks and he just rants. He rants, rants, rants. So this one time he was ranting about trans guys and safe spaces and being triggered and I'm like a huge proponent of mental health. I go to the LGBT center five times a week. That's where, you know, that's where I was before I got here. I was at my PTSD group therapy. And um, he said, oh, you know, trans guys, you need to just suck it up. You need to go out there. Triggers aren't real. There's no safe spaces. You just need to suck it up and go outside. So I just made my Facebook. And I've since, he got me off Facebook. But I made my Facebook status being triggered by Buck Angel's <laughs> Instagram live. And so, 
super fast get messages in my inbox with screenshots of you know my my status and oh now now every he he tells me oh Eddie everyone's gonna know your true colors now you know you've you've shown yourself as a jerk and an asshole and so then uh, people want to know what our beef was so then I wrote like a couple paragraphs long about what I disagree with him he's just like he's like a turf bully. I understand. I, I can have some compassion for him as I see these new FTMs come up. He he worked and fought so hard for the turf that is his, and he's just trying to hold on to it so hard. But I had a realization recently that I don't have to be like that, and I'd like to see myself more as a ambassador for FTM porn. So like what I was telling you, like when I shot with that, that kid, uh, Joey, you know, I was like, I mean, even just in this past year, we had this mini vids. You know, mini vids, right? Or uh, it's like a no, site. never heard of it. <laughs> what is mini Shut vids? <laughs> what is um pornography? What? So they had like a FTM Kings con- competition, and oh my god, I almost drove myself crazy doing this competition, just like posting, 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 and it was like felt this wave of people just crashing you know like moving past me i was like oh my god eddie wood is no longer relevant you know there's like these other guys out here really doing stuff making content like gay content like every week like really amazing stuff so i, I kind of felt like turf like i needed to hold on really tightly to to what is mine um but really i mean i just have to realize anytime there's something good for a trans guy it's good for me it's right. good for my money High tide raises all ships. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, no one has turf. It's it's not a real thing. It's you were here. You were successful. You're going to continue to work and continue to be successful. Just because someone else is successful doesn't mean that you're any less successful. Yeah. So I have to look at the trans guy or the trans girl side of things. You know, there's there's so many amazing trans porn actresses and just because Aubrey Kate exists doesn't mean that Chanel Santini is any less fabulous or Natalie Mars is any less fabulous. So I I can't wait for that when there's not just one way to be an F to M porn star and there's, you know, you've got your whole little menu of different guys to pick out from. Well, at the point where you're comparing yourself to other people, you'll just drive yourself insane because so much of that shit is beyond your control too. It, it's who's marketing them, who's who's consuming it. Like you don't control who who's consuming it. All you can do is be in control of putting out quality product and hope people then engage with it. And you can't beat yourself up as long as you are doing your fucking best. If not everyone engages with it. That's the hard thing, right? Oh, like I, I make it, these things and I really but yeah, I make these things and they're so personal to all of us. You know, and I, I do have, like, yeah, clips that, <laughs> you know, it's really sad. My birthday last year, someone went to my mini vids, and they bought, like, 10 or 12 of my scenes. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this fan, how did they know that this was my birthday? No, it was someone who went to a lot of mini vids <laughs> accounts, bought up all of our scenes, and made their own mini vids knockoff site. So it's just like, oh, you know, the that that was a crazy feeling. I was just like, oh, you know, someone really likes what I'm doing. 
But I mean, I, I guess I should be like honored that he thought I was worth ripping off. I'm like, I'll take your $250 investment in what I'm doing. Sure. <laughs> but and yeah. then send them a cease and desist. Like, <laughs> Thanks for paying me $250. Now take my shit down, motherfucker. Right? And then, <laughs> and then people are like posting, someone's doing it. The, and then like sending the link. Like, no, don't tell people. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I One thing I've been doing this past couple of weeks is just putting out free stuff. Because I just really want people... So see what I'm doing and I've had a couple projects where I was making them or like it was a project that sat in my hard drive long enough that I said okay I'm just gonna take this one out and give it to the people and it's really I've had so much fun doing it it ended up being like 50 minutes long so I'm breaking it into episodes and it's shot in the style of found footage which I love is like so an editor and- yeah, as an editor it's great like because I'm not an experienced editor or anything so yeah <laughs> if there's like breaks and stuff it, it but uh also we shot it on with two cameras so there's like the first episode ends and um it's like this camera shooting me and I'm doing like oh only fans I'm out on set with da 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 and then I put the phone down and then it goes to like the third person angle and it's just me being like oh, I fucking hate this shit you know <laughs> and then it's like the end. so I like it because it, I I wanted to have like this behind the scenes feel to it which it does and it's all it's like a movie within a movie it's the the BTS of us preparing and shooting uh, summoning a succubus scene out in like Chatsworth uh, Park. And then we, you know, we don't end the the summoning correctly. And then you have like the the thirty minutes afterwards of us being haunted, and like the 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 surprise scary ending. And uh, I someone gave me five stars, and I was like, oh my god, okay, someone's t- I'm doing something right, you know? Because yeah, we put this stuff out into the the ether, and then like me trying to push my stuff without doing the whole gay thing oh my god it's it's like pushing a rock up a hill but then it it, it's so cool like like i got to shoot with delirious hunter two days ago and uh these other like cis porn girls they've all of a sudden started like taking interest and being like oh my god i want to shoot with you and stuff like that well it was your speech from stage like you you, yeah. you, you. <laughs> you just called them out they're like oh eddie we're gonna fuck <laughs> yeah if, if we have to yeah i mean if we have to eddie i'm i'm at this party already and <laughs> you, you're up on stage you have that a big award <laughs> I, I guess we have to i guess and the award that they gave us this year it's shaped like the gavians so i know that pierce paris did that I don't know if you saw he stuck it up his butt. No, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like I need to like have my return to that and uh, take the you know respond to the challenge. Hey, you have three of them. Triple <laughs> penetration. It's hard because the two, other two are like super big triangles. <laughs> three Pick holes them. down there allegedly. Well, I mean, you got a mouth too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I my dream, which I still haven't done, is to do like a either double penetration or double stuff with like two T girls, and we tried it, but it's just we couldn't get the logistics to work. And I tried it like three years ago, so I'm, I'm due to try it again. But um, they have this awesome scene on Bonus Hole Boys where it's a fraternity pledge scene, and like it's like two cis guys and two trans guys, and then the like 
you know the trans guys are the pledges and so one of them kept slinger he got his first anal ever and his first double penetration all on camera on this scene that's on kink holy shit yeah like i love i love i had some scenes like that too where it's like fuck my pussy bra <laughs> well now we have the video teaser <laughs> Fuck my pussy! Fuck my, <laughs> fuck my pussy, bra. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So I'm a, I'm on a step to a quick step away from pornography. What's going on in real life, man? Um, <laughs> we talked a little bit. I, about I just I just had a breakup uh, two days two days ago. Yeah, and it was like it, I knew it was coming because my birthday was last week. And we needed to have a talk. And she was like, do you want to have the talk now? Or maybe we should wait until after your birthday so we don't ruin your birthday. <laughs> and Did she I, at least fuck you on your birthday? No. You should have known it was over <laughs> right then and there. Like. We haven't fucked in forever. I don't know. I don't know if you ever dated an escort, but it makes, at least in my experience, it was making sex, yeah, hard, complicated. Especially... For trans escorts, a lot of their clients are very penis-centered, and that can cause a lot of dysphoria. And so we were going through that with her. Yeah. What do you? So what do you mean? Like I'm. I'm it's just like I guess if she shows up to like an escort gig, and the guy's like super, you know, just kind of reduces her just to that body part, and like the guys want to get topped, and the guys don't know how to clean and get their bottoms ready for that kind of stuff and just super that's like, fucking gnarly yeah like why is she not laying down the law like you need douching enema like you need to clean out that butthole yeah <laughs> like did you eat anything more than a salad yesterday sorry your money ain't good here <laughs> yeah yeah and she said that's a, a good reason to have long fingernails because then you don't have to finger guys asses <laughs> a good excuse <laughs> unless they're into that shit <laughs> yeah right so we yeah we probably hadn't had sex for two months which is like yeah all right it should but see the thing is like uh, being trans we don't want to think about our body parts down there and then you know like during sex you're just having to think about it a lot and then we were even trying to have traditional sex because we're like oh that means we love our bodies <laughs> you know, just like some interesting normative stuff there that we weren't necessarily like taking apart but, you know it's like oh yeah like we should be comfortable like this is me embracing my body by bottoming and this is her embracing her body by topping and then it, we did that for a little while and it, it six months went past and they were like why why are we doing that and then she's like oh i thought you were really into it and i was like well i thought you were into it you said that that you liked my vagina and she's like oh i just said that because i thought that's what she wanted to hear i'm like fuck so a breakdown of communication it seems like yeah it's part of the problem here and here two two porn people not able to talk about the sex that we're having yeah and then other times like i have another partner too and uh, we have she's also trans we have sex and that way like the traditional way and we check in afterwards and we're like oh my god we we both were like um having dysphoric feelings both like leaving our bodies like <laughs> like because it was just like whoa even like when she's penetrating me i have to remember to use the right pronouns isn't that crazy 
but it's like once the pe- once she's got the penis and I have the vagina and it's doing the thing that way, <laughs> I'm like forget that I'm not the girl. Did, that she's did, not did you the break boy. out a fuck me daddy door? <laughs> No, 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 no. Luckily, luckily, it's all very just like. <laughs> but I had to do that too when I was doing the scene with the other FDM person, and I was fucking his vagina, and I had to like in my head. So it's like funny when you're trans and you transition and you give everyone shit for not doing your pronouns right at the beginning. But it, then when you're trans and you meet another person who's trans or someone who's genderqueer and uses they them, then it's just you see what it is like. It's just. It's crazy just how quickly this, the, the pathway in your brain is. That's why it's just everyone's dude. What's going on, dude? <laughs> Do not call a trans girl dude or you will get in trouble. Everyone's dude. It's, it's gender neutral. <laughs> She'll say, but not me. <laughs> no, yeah, it's funny. Like I'm eight years, nine years into my transition, so I feel like I've I flipped like to the hard um like gender roles and then i've gone back to like more loosey-goosey but like i wouldn't wear i'm wearing flip-flops today (laughs) oh yeah we should show if i'm flexible enough do it to the wide oh yeah (laughs) got these awesome flip-flops um but i I wouldn't wear shorts you know i would only wear like the color black but now now i like went to a leather shop in chicago leatherton 64 and i got all this awesome andrew christian like uh onesies and like rainbow stuff but my ex, I put it on for my shoot on Wednesday, and this was before we broke up. She's like, oh, you can't wear that. That's, you know, straight girls don't like that. Like, you look gay. Da, da, da. But then my scene partner was like, oh, I think you look hot. And, I mean, she's a fucking cis girl. So, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, Your ex just sounds jealous. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think she, she really wanted, like, a, I mean, we talked about it. She really wanted, like, a heteronormative getting married type of thing. And... I don't know. She she said it was LGBT center mumbo jumbo, but I I'm just not into that. Like I know the TV movies, all that stuff is not real. I mean, I've spent a lot of my life chasing after that. You know, I was like, okay, I'm a lesbian, but I'm gonna be a lesbian that you know gets married and like waits to have sex until I'm married, and I'm gonna like adopt kids and stuff like that, and then yeah, no, that none of that none of that worked out. Well, and you're both entitled to your fucking opinions. If it's incompatible, walk the fuck away. Yeah. I'm glad, you know, I keep saying this is the joke. I'm glad she had the balls to do it. Because <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. I just, you know, I don't know. Everyone has abandonment issues. I don't know. I have abandonment issues. So I just want to hold on to it as long as I can. But you still have your other partner. Yeah. But then the sad thing is I took her to the airport today and she's going to Philly for a month to be with her other partners. I was about to say, Eddie, you're just greedy. I know, right? (laughs) I really miss having two wives. Right? (laughs) What are you, a fucking Mormon? (laughs) Yeah, that's what my ex was like very heteronormative, but she was like, I'm into the polygamy thing though. That's pretty cool. So that, I mean, that was dope. I never, when it first started, I just suggested that I was like, well, can I date both of you? Because I didn't think it would really work. But then they're just both like, okay. And so then, just like everywhere I go, I have like two girls in my I know, arms. you showed up at my party last <laughs> summer with two girls. Like, Look at Eddie Big Pimpin' over here. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a cool experience. So now I'm, now I'm like, well, maybe maybe I want... so bad. Like, maybe I want one that's trans and one that's cis. <laughs> so bad. But yeah, you know, I think maybe a year ago I was more militant 
trans only and now i just keep meeting awesome cis people so i'm like okay <laughs> it's like you have parts i want to play with let's <laughs> yeah and like those cis girls those are my original loves you know oh man <laughs> always the best friend you know never the never the girlfriend you're kicking it old school <laughs> yeah i've been having these like when i was having sex in that scene two days ago i was like feeling connection with like my 16 17 18 year old self because the transition there's like a feeling like you want to kill or not well yeah, there's definitely like a lot of feelings of wanting to kill yourself, but uh, <laughs> but there's a the feeling that you need to like stomp down like the girl version of yourself if you're a trans guy. You know, got to get all that out, stomp it all out. Can't um, do anything feminine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now you know, actually, I took my earring off, but I had an earring on earlier. You know, do I got my jewelry I to do a little. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like like feeling like reconnected with my former self and like moving here moved here in 2010 and i transitioned so like a lot of people have to deal with their old job or their old friends or their old family and stuff but like i just kind of like cut and run so there's feels like such a huge separation from my former self i mean you don't have to answer this if it's rough have you ever had any second thoughts about your transition about going back to being just when I see how hot like Riley Reed and them are, I'm like, oh, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> like I could, I would want to do that, but no, no, no. Yeah, it's uh, it's like yeah, definitely no, reg- no second thoughts, no regrets. If anything, it's just like I'll have like a thought like, oh, I forgot to wear a bra today. <laughs> you know, like what? Where did that come from? You know, like I haven't, I've had top surgery for like seven, eight years. <laughs> it's like I mean, funny. you probably had more time in your life without a bra than you did with one at this point. Well, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was a late bloomer for the bras. I remember. <laughs> I remember everyone started wearing them in sixth grade. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, I sometimes I'm just like, did I really do all this? Yeah, this this is a super big trip. But yeah, definitely so thankful for it. That's awesome. I didn't mean to. Oh you know. no, you're good. I'm always talking about being trans. It's like I won't shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's this rapper. He's uh, Kevin Abstract, and it's one of his lines. Like, you know, like why don't you ever stop rapping about being gay? He's like, because there ain't enough rappers that be gay. Something like that. I was like, hell yeah, I feel that. Yeah, you said you're rapping these days too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I showed you some bars from uh, one of the other previous. Guests yeah, and you're so like, I, I want to drop, some, wanna bars drop some bars. I know. I'm just glad it wasn't a freestyle. I'm not ready to do my Tim Westwood freestyle. But yeah, I uh, I performed at Morgan Bailey's um, Exotica after party in Chicago. She does Tea Girl nights there every week, and um, it's cool. It's like some. It feels like a biker bar. What bar? Oh, I can't remember. Um, it's on like Laurel Street. That's not a street in Chicago. No, that's actually <laughs> I got a flyer right here. Let's see. It's probably on Lawrence. Oh yeah, giving you dead air. But uh, they had like a little 
Well, according to yellowpages.com, the there are 30 best T-Girl nightclubs in Chicago. Oh, yeah. So it's at uh, 2121 North 15th Avenue, Melrose Park. Oh, yeah. That's not even in the city. <laughs> so it doesn't even have the name of the... It was like some type of adult, tobacco bar. It's at Adult Emporium. Oh, that's what it, it says. Twenty-one, twenty-five North Fifteenth. Oh, twenty-one, oh. twenty-one. Oh. oh, that's weird. So, what I got is hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I was able to pull up says two different cities because it says Fifteenth uh, Adult Emporium, Illinois, USA. Address twenty-one, twenty-five North Fifteenth Avenue, Hoffman Estate, City Melrose Park. Those are two different cities that are very far from each other. <laughs> I'm assuming it's on Melrose in Melrose Park because that's what's on the flyer. Yeah, it was like a, a tobacco bar type thing, but they had like a back room, which was pretty cool. It's like a semi-legal queer bar. Not wrong vibe. with that. Yeah, I was like, didn't know that there. It felt very DIY. I guess I should say <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's out in the West Burbs. Hell yeah. Chicago's one of our big markets, so Chicago, check I it definitely out. want to go back. I had so much fun. Chicago's dope, and uh got to meet Jordan Starstruck. She breathed fire for me. She did one performance, and they're like, no more of that in the venue. It's like, a- like fire code. Uh, <laughs> we're already semi-legal. Uh. So I'm gonna, should I bust, play some music? Can I rap for you? Definitely. Let's hear it. All right. The, the music's not copywritten, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. Never mind. <laughs> You're right. Can't Trying break. to get me pulled. Oh, I know. Yeah. I think. Yeah, everything I have. You're right. I shouldn't play copyright music. Eddie Wood trying to get I you could, in trouble on I the internet. I could freestyle. Go for it. All right. I'm a good man. About the best around. Don't know about me. I was lost and found. Like your lunchbox. On the first day of third grade, now you're 24 and you want me in the worst way. Pothead, not much of a writer. Something like High Times meets Double XL Cypher in high school. My role was minor, now I roll in XLs made by top designers. Yeah, I'm doing well. You can tell by the diamonds straight from Sierra Leone like my African children. Oops, I mean children. Look at me spilling, ate an eight ball of coke and got the whole room spinning. You grinning. As a freshman, I was rotten. Is Batman more like Robin? Tights on, head bobbing, but at go time, turn red like a stop sign. <laughs> so that's yeah. Bravo, bravo. Bars. I know I, I gotta I gotta get in the studio and produce some of my own beats. Cause okay, rapping. I ten years ago I started making music with my friend, and we were called the Mystery Boys, <laughs> and we made like the cheesiest little stuff on MySpace, and then like I moved out here. And I, I was in grad school, but for fun, I would, like, make rap songs and stuff. Because I've, I've always played guitar. I played guitar since I was, like, eight. And I played, like, drums since I was in, like, diapers. I have a drum set. I have guitars, bass. My dad played drums and guitar. So I, I fucking love music. And I've been in a, a few projects out here. I'm in a, I was in a rap duo called Umpire Burlesque. We have three mixtapes on uh, Bandcamp, but it's, like, a play on empire burlesque um by bob dylan and then uh, i was in another group called poison darts and we got to play at like the california institute of the arts have you ever seen that in oh, no, oh, yeah yeah and they got the big place. the big clown yeah when you go in and you give them your ticket 
it's like this huge clown head and you just like go through the ear to give them your ticket and then they're like <laughs> like yeah it's a weird fucking place <laughs> it's so weird yeah the california institute of abnormal arts yes and it's like run by uh what are they called they do stuff morticians yeah it's a weird place. allegedly and then yeah they have those bodies that are like allegedly shrunken bodies from <laughs> yeah it's crazy so yeah i fucking live music so i'm gonna try i, I put in an application to perform at exotica portland so we'll see maybe i want to go up to portland one what are the dates on that oh june 7th through 9th you should come maybe i'll go I yeah. love Portland. Portland's a lot of fun. I haven't been there yet. Most strip clubs per capita of anywhere in the U.S. Oh, is that where they have the vegan strip club, too? I'm sure they do. <laughs> it's like David tells one of his favorite jokes is about a vegan strip club. And that's like the whole joke is that it exists. <laughs> There's a lot of beef curtains in the vegan strip club. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Hell yes. That's so great. I'm sorry. Yeah. I couldn't help no, myself. I, love, I, I love hope I didn't comedy. steal that from somebody. That's, hope, that's genius. I hope that was an original thought and I didn't hear it somewhere and regurgitate it. Because <laughs> if I did, I don't know who I'm crediting and I'm not a joke thief. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like. I like uh, reading about like Carlos Mencia or watching the videos about him stealing jokes and shit. Oh, watching the him versus Rogan at the comedy yes. store. Oh my God. So epic. So fucking crazy. And then, like, I do open mics around town, and people will go up and they'll literally try to tell people's material, and no one will laugh because we all know whose material it is. So, have you gotten up at Sycamore Tavern yet? Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's the dojo. I live right by there. I want to do the dojo. You know, they have the dojo annex, and they have open mics seven nights a week now. Oh, for real? For real. Okay. I have to go. I haven't done that one. But I've done the comedy store. I performed there last last summer. They had like a trans, of course it was trans, um, a trans comedy class through the LGBT center. And then we got to do our showcase at the comedy store. That's fucking In the amazing. belly room. Yeah. Freaking, yeah, it was like 10 uh, trans comedians and we killed it. And actually I just uh, applied to, it's like called the Ruby Queer Comedy Festival. I performed at it last year, and I'll be doing it again hopefully this year in June for, for Pride Month. Very cool. But yeah, yeah, seriously, if you want to get up at Sycamore, no problem. That would be sick. Yeah, they do open mics seven nights a week. Like Half the mics are buy one item, guaranteed stage time. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I, I used to go out every night, and I was like, I'm going broke supporting my comedy habit. <laughs> it's not a habit. It's an investment in yourself. Yeah. I used to, oh, man. I used to like the person I was dating. I was like, you don't understand. Like, I, this is my job. <laughs> I have to go every night. I like went to hang out with them. <laughs> you don't get it. Hey, believe me. I, I totally understand that fucking pain. Like, I technically may have just ghosted on a girl recently. Like, we went out on like one bumble date. It was all right. And just like, I'm so fucking busy. I haven't called her. But then again, she hasn't called me. So, yeah, but you're the boy. So. <laughs> you know, ladies, if you want to fucking hang, pick up a fucking phone. <laughs> and I like listen to like YouTube videos about like <laughs> how to get girls and like yeah. Like uh don't don't text a bunch like if you're going to text them just the only thing you're doing is texting to set up the next date. 
and shit like that. But I, I like use way too many emoticons for girls to <laughs> take me seriously. Hey, I'm a communicative motherfucker. Like if if I'm down, I will communicate. But I'm so fucking busy. Like yeah. seriously, like I'm working for a couple other shows. I'm doing this. I'm doing. In all reality, I probably should just sign someone up to fuck and like <laughs> not yeah. bother with anything else. Just schedule it like everything else. And I had a um I recently had someone I was kind of fucking around with last year kind of creep back in out of the blue. Mm. And, uh, it's like do you go backwards? Or do you oh, keep yeah, going for it? <laughs> oh yeah. Like, you went I, backwards for inside. I, I make bad penis decisions all the time. <laughs> I know. I finally feel like I figured out the like, don't stick your penis in crazy thing. Oh, I, I've been a heterosexual dude for almost forty years. I still haven't figured that. out. So <laughs> I tell myself consciously, don't stick your dick in crazy, Matt. And then it's like, oh, don't finish inside crazy, Matt. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god, that's like, amazing. It's, it's just like a. a a smash cut of all of a sudden like oh well i i shouldn't finish in her i got <laughs> ready to make that commitment oh my god oh there's no commitment <laughs> hopefully there's no commitment when you finish inside people like i have never had a pregnancy scare somehow i'm really convinced i'm infertile I, can you I'm find hoping. out i'm hoping <laughs> yeah you should find out though then you can know for sure and then you can have oh. like extra Certainty. If I have the certainty, I'm finishing in everyone. <laughs> like, nah, girl. Clean test, blowing in you. <laughs> but yeah. uh, this uh, this woman I was spending some time with before the first of the year, who I stopped spending time with because she's always hours late, hmm. like multiple hours late. Any time I've ever hung out with her, yeah. Which was fine because the majority of the times I hung out with her was like she just came over here to watch movies and fuck. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm already home. <laughs> I don't really care if you're hours late if I'm just at home yeah. hanging out. I have plenty of shit to entertain myself with here. But I stopped hanging out with her because we had dinner reservations uh-huh. and like an hour after the dinner reservation, she's like, I'm almost there. I'm like, where are you? <laughs> I'm in Pasadena. How are you are 20 miles away from our reservation? Yeah, that you knew about. Like, and don't you're come. just sitting there getting refills of water. Well, so I didn't tell her that the restaurant was running an hour behind. <laughs> so, in all reality, like, she possibly could have actually made dinner on time before we got sit- seated. But I was so angry at that point. We were supposed to, you know, she was supposed to meet me at my place before dinner. Because I wanted to bang it out pre-dinner. <laughs> I, I want to work on my appetite. Shit. <laughs> and she's like, I, I'm running late. I'm going to have to meet you at the restaurant. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Like, I'm bummed that I don't have to get, have, get to have an orgasm before dinner. But I'll have We're one after. after yeah. yeah, I'll still have one after. <laughs> and reservation was at like 4.45. And get there at like 4.30. And they're like, We're running like an hour behind. Whatever. I, I'll hang out. 515 rolls around and I'm like yo where are you I'll be there soon like after she said I'll be there soon a couple times yeah like seriously where are you oh I'm, I just passed Pasadena I'm like you are 20 miles away just don't come I'm like 
we have a reservation. Just don't come. So, like, I hadn't spoken to her since then. That was November. Oh, man. That was actually Thanksgiving. I kicked her. I told her not to come on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. You're hours late to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> How do you I was wondering that? why you had a reservation at, like, 445, but now it makes sense. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. It's fucking Thanksgiving. <laughs> Well, the reality of the situation was like we were supposed to, I invited her to a Friendsgiving, and of course it's LA. My Friendsgiving flakes yeah. the night before Thanksgiving. Of course. So I make a reservation at the Odyssey, which is up in the valley. It's like it's up on a hill. You can outlook on the valley. They have a crazy all you can eat Thanksgiving buffet. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds like Thanksgiving right buffet. I don't know why it oh, never occurred to me before. Bottomless buffet, Thanksgiving. Bottomless champagne, too. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I've done it a couple times. It's pretty rad. It is like 65 ahead. I don't know if she was kind of flaking because she thought I was going to make her pay. Like, I was going to pick up her tab. Yeah. Like, I invited you to dinner. I, of yeah. course, I'm going to pay for you. Like, I have some scruples. <laughs> a few here and there. But I digress. Like, I, told, I hadn't heard from her. And then, like, all of a sudden, she texts me out of the blue. And the text was super confusing. It's like, hey, how have you been? You know, it was really good meeting you. I, I've been inside her multiple times. <laughs> I, like, I, I think we were beyond the point of, it's nice to meet you. Oh, my God. Like, I accidentally cream pied you at one point. Oh, God. We nice were drunk. I thought you. I was in her ass. <gasps> she's like, you can come in my ass. And I, I was drunk. And she had looped up everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I fucking came. And she's like, that was not my ass. I'm like, oh, my bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my bad. It's like I never even, like that predicament is like an exercise in imagination for me. You know, never, never, never been there, never even been close like to know what no that's like. Played. That's so interesting. No T-girls ever cream pied you? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. On porn set. Well, Someone slipped a T girl slipped it in my butt when we were having vaginal sex on a porn set. Similar. That's not cool. <laughs> not cool at all. That's called rape. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't wanna, I mean, if you want to level out accusation, I'm here to stop you. Yeesh. Yeesh, we didn't have any. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I don't mind if they cream pie because I just don't really feel anything. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if it's good for you, it's good for you. I mean, like my first time having, yeah, like one of the first times having penetrative sex with a guy when I was a girl. And he was like doing it. And I was just like, yeah, nothing's going to happen. You can go ahead and just wrap, it's like the, wrap it up. You, you played them off like the Oscars. Yeah. You put the wrap it up music. Yeah. Like nothing's going to happen down here. I mean, it's changed since transitioning and stuff. But yeah, it was just like a no flies on like <laughs> they have like the vagina monologues and they're like it was a cellar down there <laughs> that's what I like to say <laughs> no one came in and no one came out <laughs> <laughs> so uh, her and I uh, you slipped back in that uh, she came by to you know watch a movie and hang out <laughs> and uh, at first I'm like oh Am I going to just like platonically watch a movie with her? And no. Well, I went and picked her up so she wouldn't be late. Uh, oh. <laughs> you said I'll go. You be ready at this time. I'll come get you. 
<laughs> I, I said, I'm, I'm on my way. Where are you? <laughs> She's uh, like, I'm in Pasadena. <laughs> You're like, oh, what? <laughs> so I pick her up. I bring her back. Like, we start watching a movie on the couch. Like five minutes in the movie. I'm like, do you want to just watch the movie in my room? <laughs> you know, it, it might be just more comfortable to hang out in my room. And then like, nice. of course, we you know, start watching the movie without pants on. <laughs> See, I'm so into watching movies and having sex at the same time. Like, I almost would... I don't know how to have sex without the movie or the TV being on to begin with. You, <laughs> you don't have sex to ex machina. That's a movie you gotta pay attention to. <laughs> yeah, or like I was looking at someone and it hits like a certain time in, of the evening, like 2 a.m., and it turned to the, the Jesus station. <laughs> And like the remote had like fallen on the floor. I'm like, okay, just gotta like get through this. <laughs> Christ compels you to come. <laughs> yeah. Like if I didn't have enough of that stuff already like crosswired. <laughs> but needless to say, we did not make it through the movie. And then have you talked to her since? No, actually I haven't. I probably should text her. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Yeah. It was just like, I'm inside her. I'm like, why am I doing, well, because I enjoy sex. That's why I'm doing this. Like, don't lie to yourself. You knew she was, she wanted to fuck. I like fucking. I feel like I haven't done that thing where, like, you fuck someone for, like, like a whole day or, like, you know, and then you, like, fall back. I used to just, like, get lost in pussy for, like, three days at a time. Like, when I was in grad school. I just like go in and not come back up, you know, and there wasn't really any consequences. <laughs> One of my favorite memories was taking a girl I was seeing in Chicago before I left town out for fucking epic pancakes and then back to my place for just marathon fucking. Hell yeah. Like all we did was bang. You carved up, banged it out. Yeah. Carved up, banged <laughs> it out all fucking day. Like just- Those were the days. Stop for water, and that was about it. She's like, "You ready to go again? Yeah, I'm ready to go again." Like, oh, why'd ever let that one get away? <laughs> yeah, in college, my friend was like, "Well, with lesbians, like, how do you know when the sex is over?" And I was just like, "When one of you passes out from sheer exhaustion, like, <laughs> so great, just keep going, keep going." But now it's like. I had to like switch my perspective to like, oh, I have to make sure this thing doesn't pop off before I get mine or they lose interest. <laughs> it's a whole new thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get mine first. Yep. Yep. That's how penises work. Like, <laughs> once we pop, we're done. <laughs> Generally, you can give a like a small breather and get back into it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I took is like one of my crowning achievements, this ex. See, this is what she's not going to get anymore. I sucked her off. She came. I didn't stop. I kept sucking her off. She came. And then I kept going third time. She, you're not going to get any more of that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. See, once I pop, I, it's like, please don't touch my dick. It's too sensitive. It's... it's too sensitive at this point. Like, <laughs> you will. I'll be in a fetal position. Like, stop, please stop. Uh, uh, <laughs> See, then that sensitivity. If like if I have sex during the day and then I have to go do the rest of my day things, I still feel that like where you're like, oh, I want to have sex before dinner. I'm like, ah, I don't want to like go out in public or anyone to see me after I've had sex. Like for me to like 
rational. I just need to like go to sleep and then wake up the next morning. Then I won't feel guilty about it. <laughs> See, I had no problems like going out in public with my beard smelling like pussy. <laughs> I love it. It's like, yep, yep, uh, <laughs> yep. Smells like pussy. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the cool things about these beards. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading that in a book. Like a guy was cheating on his wife, and he had to. He made sure he washed his beard in between. You do. <laughs> I once had a girl who I used to hook up with, who I hadn't hooked up with in a very long time at a party. I walked in, like, gave her a hug because, yo, know, we were friendly at the time. She's like, "Your beard smells like pussy." <laughs> Like, well, <laughs> these things happen. You and I aren't fucking anymore, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> when we finished that scene on Wednesday, my ex was who was shooting it. And she 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 was like, for the first time, she got what it meant when people said, like, that room smelled like sex. Because I guess she could never <laughs> videotape vagina on vagina sex. <laughs> yeah. Double, double everything. <laughs> you guys had to fucking scrape the walls down, <laughs> squeegee the walls after all. Just wringing out the sports sheet. <laughs> Y'all need some sham wows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be a nice commercial. <laughs> Makes the wet spots dis- disappear right away. Oh, I fucked that up. God damn it! From the makers of my pillow. That'd be funny to have a my pillow commercial, but it's just about like teenagers humping pillows. <laughs> Every teenager fucks pillows, right? Like that's yeah. just a- Oh, I used to like put mine in like clothes. I I dressed them up like a dude. I didn't know I could have dressed them up as a girl in like middle school, but yeah, I just put the clothes on everything. Yeah, I had like a whole storyline. Like I was doing my chores. <laughs> And he's like, you look pretty. You look pretty while you clean that room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh. See, I, I wasn't that creative. I just was like, oh, hey, I'm watching Late Night Skinamax. <laughs> I'm probably going to see some tits. Time to fuck a pillow. <laughs> yeah. Pillows are great. Like, I'm definitely like a humper all the way. <laughs> I didn't even discover I could use my hand to like my late teens. Like. Oh, yeah. I, I never used it until I graduated from college. And then I was going to go on a backtrack, a backpacking trip. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to figure out something to do. <laughs> and I find, yeah. You didn't pack a pillow? <laughs> yeah, right. It's, <laughs> like my, it's my road pillow. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Googly eyes on it. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my God. And that's like, I see that shit on many vids. I'm like, oh, actually, I'd be into watching you hump your teddy bear until you come. Teddy bear, if it's a big enough teddy bear, it's just like a nice size. <laughs> are people like slitting holes in the teddy bear to fuck it or are they just rubbing against it till they come? Yeah, I've just seen girls doing it. Yeah, just rubbing on the nose. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it is hard. <laughs> I, I, I fucked the teddy bear in the last five years. I guess that's why I told you all the other stuff about teddy bears. <laughs> last five years or the last two months? I <laughs> know. <laughs> It was uh, I lived with this old dude in Silver Lake, and uh, he had like all the bedrooms were still like in the state of how they probably were in the forties or something. And so, like how <laughs> fucking old? Jesus! This dude was like eighty nine, and they he was I think they moved there in like twenty five. Maybe his parents said I moved there in like nineteen twenty five or something and bought the house. Maybe he was born twenty five, moved in forty nine. 
I don't know. I'm like living with him. And then he tells me a few months into it, like, oh, that bed you're sleeping in, that bedroom. Yeah, my grandma died in that bed. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks. Thanks how for telling you, me. How did you explain your situation to a man that old? He didn't know. He didn't know. And it became a whole thing. So what, I like, what happened? <laughs> I was staying. I met him through church. And these people were like, oh, when are you going to move in with Bob? He really could use a caretaker because his caretaker got uh, sent back to Mexico because he overstayed or whatever. And so uh, I move in with them. And the <laughs> wait, I gotta ask you: Did you get his caretaker deported so you got a place to sleep? That's not cool. That's not cool. Eddie, you're I was, not supposed I to was, do that to people. I was trying to get that house. Like, it was a nice house in Silver Lake. I, I stay in Silver Lake. I'll send a hundred people back to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, get him out of here. Um, and like, yeah, when I moved in, there was just like multiple dead rats like big rats everywhere like the he was giving himself like dog medicine like he it just was bad and so i moved in and started taking care of him and then it was so much we had another friend move in and we we're both like tag team taking care of this guy and then uh one day he runs into a neighbor the neighbor says hey bob how's it going oh not too good <laughs> these guys they took over my house <laughs> they're making me live in the basement they're making me pee in a bucket. They're not feeding me. They said the house is theirs now. So it's just dementia and uh, Alzheimer's. And so they go to the police. The neighbor doesn't think, come talk to me and the guy. What's up? No. They go to the police the next day. And so I think Bob's missing. I start filing police reports for Bob missing. He's been gone for days. And then uh, cops show up at the house, evict us from the house. I have to like get three of my cats, wrangle them, leave immediately, gets a restraining order against us, try to make it a permanent restraining order. We go to court for all that. They don't get the restraining order. And then like nine months later, I get woken up in my house in South LA. Not, not, we know you're in there. Come out, come out. I didn't even think it was really the police. I called 911 because I thought it was people impersonating the police. No, they came and arrested me for uh, uh, false imprisonment of this guy. said I, I was keeping him in prison in his own house. And that's like a felony. I had like a fucking $50,000 bail. Like they were been building a case for me. These people from his bank said that I had come in and taken like $25,000 out. Stuff that would they would have video proof. And like, it, it, anyway, retain, retain legal counsel. He said a lot of times in these cases with senior citizens, if it takes a long time, they'll pass away. And that's what happened. About you know, a few months of them taking him out of his house and saving him, he, he died. So it was like the most hellacious thing that ever happened to me. How come every time you come on the show you have another arrest story? <laughs> Jesus Christ, how many times have you been arrested? Um, we might as well get them all out of the way yeah, now. Yeah, I think four times. Yeah, four times. Okay. And one time they didn't even arrest me on site. Was that what I talked about last time, being shot by the police? <laughs> being shot by a modified paintball gun? No. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, you talked about getting arrested Occupy. during Occupy. Yeah. You didn't say so anything about getting shot. Yeah, I went to the UC Regents uh, for the University of California. They keep raising tuition. So when I was a grad student, I went to UC Irvine for a, for a little protest. 
And I had my skateboard and I had my little keyboard and I was being very taunty to the police, which I shouldn't have been, and just did it all day. And then sure enough, later in the day, me and my friend, we were like lifting up a bicycle rack to put as a partition between the protesters and the police because the police just snatch people out and then say, oh, you were misbehaving, you're in trouble. Um, so we're like holding the thing and they're like pointing this modified paintball gun at us and like drop the bicycle rack and so they shot us in the legs and the feet and uh we dropped the rack but it was crazy like uh i had like impact on my legs i I couldn't bend over for a little while and so then i went and i got interviewed and i said oh my name is so-and-so i'm a phd student at ucla then they called looking for me on monday so I didn't get arrested that day of, but the police used that YouTube video to then arrest me, like, without actually arresting me. So then I found out I had, like, a warrant out for, like, a year and a half over this shit. Number one rule of life, Eddie. <laughs> Don't admit to crimes on the internet. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, oh, my God. I'm like, the counselor needs to come talk to me. I'm so-and-so. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. you're so right. Don't admit to crimes on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I break that rule all the time on the show, but don't do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. After after being arrested a handful of I'm just, like, so over-protesting, so over anything but i got mind control over the cops so that's cool <laughs> oh you're gonna have to explain that one uh, i uh i was driving to south carolina uh with like five ounces of weed was this like 2013 and are I get- we past the statute of limitations <laughs> once again don't admit the crimes on the internet <laughs> with weed pretend weed i meant to say <laughs> is that no okay. uh with cbd oil with cbd oil <laughs> <laughs> very fluffy CBD and uh, I got pulled over for speeding in Arizona and uh, they went to search my car and he kept saying well, are you sure there's nothing you just want to show me Da-da-da. so I showed I gave up my little stash that I had up in the front seat with me and um, they put me in the back of the cop car and we we're just waiting for the other unit to arrive or something but I started talking I had my cats with me and so he had taken them out in the carrier and he put them on the side of the highway and he let them face each other. So I was like, okay, he's got a soft spot for cats. So it turns out he's got a cat, you know, and we're talking about how great cats are. And then the other unit shows up and suddenly he's like my, he's like on my defense, you know, he's like, well, you know, if we call the DA, they probably aren't going to prosecute. And, uh, you know, he has me do his in my DUI test yeah, and I, I pass all of his but then his buddy's like we'll do this one test so I did it and I, it was like counting to 30 seconds I fucked that one up but he's like oh no it's, it's all good that one was hard anyway like I wouldn't be able to do it and so total 180 all about the cats and they had to give me my weed back and send me on my way and they were so nice they were like your your car is a cop's dream right now you need to go up on the next exit and vacuum everything up and then he was like he, he was like, um, I found this, uh, these pills in the back of your seat. What are they? And I was like, they're Tylenol. He's like, oh, okay. I, I just spilled a bunch of them in your back seat. So I, I don't want your cats to like accidentally eat them. <laughs> and so it was a godsend because when I was going through Texas, I had cleaned everything up like they said, and I got stopped at border, border patrol, like just for going on the I-10 through Texas. And they're really looking for people. 
But the freaking dog had signaled my car because of the cats, got the cats out. And the guy was like, if my, one of my cats scratched the Border Patrol. And he was like, if I find it, a tiny thing, I'm going to pull you, you know, arrest you. And he pointed something in my car and he's like, what's that? And I was like, he's like, is that weed? And I was like, I don't know. Is that what weed? You know, something like, I don't know what weed looks like. And then, but oh my God, because of that first cop, when I got through the second station, I'd already had my stuff like deep in my cat food in my trunk and they can't like open your trunk or anything so i mean they can but yeah so somehow they were just like oh the dog the dog didn't like the cats so if you're gonna take drugs across country i think have some cats or just buy drugs when you land that's what <laughs> that's what the cops told me they said why are you driving just buy the weed when you get there is what the cops yeah, it's, told me it's, it's weed it's readily available everywhere <laughs> and like i had like a, a buzz cut at the time and like looked super clean i was just like oh they i'm trans and they know this but like they see me as like their brother you know like with the buzz cut and stuff <laughs> so it's like oh i totally just used yeah my oh my god one yeah. of the most terrifying moments in my young adolescent life was an idiot friend of mine decided to borrow his parents' car without their permission. And it was a car that they had just gotten from a family member that saw Texas plates on it in Illinois. Uh-huh. And we were joyriding in this fucking thing. It's me, another friend, and the idiot who stole the car. And the other friend is a horrible stoner. This is the 90s. And he's a horrible stoner. For whatever reason, I don't know why, he left the weed at my place that night. <sighs> My idiot friend runs a red. Mm. We get rolled by some suburban police who have nothing better to do. I am the only person who has a legal ID on them. (laughs) Including the driver. Does not even have a legal ID. He gave him his freshman college ID. (laughs) My other friend has his high school ID. Oh my God. Like, why am I the only one with... State ID, okay. <laughs> Your friends set you up. <laughs> and they open up the car, and we got happened to just get rolled by a canine unit. Oh, my God. They open the car up. He takes the dog out and says, find the dope boy. Find the dope. He's snapping and pointing. Find the dope boy. Find the dope. Find the dope. And I am just looking at my other friend like, you left it at my house, right? <sighs> For fuck's sake. You left it at my house, right? We were going to fucking jail. Right? Oh, my God. Thankfully, he left at my house. Nothing happened. They arrested my idiot friend for joyriding. They took us all down to the station. Um, No charges against us because, well, we were just riding in the stolen car not knowing it was stolen. But we were probably about 25, 30 miles away from where we live. Oh, God. My friend's parents show up, decide not to press charges from him taking the car. (laughs) Like, the idiot didn't even have a driver's license. Yeah. And my other buddy's like, hey, can we get a ride home? And his father in the middle of the station, no, you fucking stole my car. <laughs> so we were stuck oh my out God. in the burbs. And, you know, we're, we're fucking teenagers. Not all of us have cars. And it's the middle of the night. We could take the train back to where we live, but it doesn't run for another like five hours. Uh-huh. First friend we call, his father answers the phone because it's the 90s. You have to call landlines. <laughs> his father's pissed drunk. 
Oh. And I'm like, hey, there's my other buddy, Matt. Can I talk to Matt? Why? Well, we just got out of jail and we need a ride. <laughs> I don't fucking believe you. And he hung, hangs up on us. Oh, my God. Our friend's dad's so drunk, he just doesn't believe my story and hangs up on us. Oh, my God. Like, we end up having to call another friend to get a ride back. It was just like, it's just a fucking nightmare. Yeah. That's the, when you get out of jail, you don't even know necessarily which jail you're at. Like, what location. I think we knew that. I think we knew where we were, but it was just, yeah. uh, as a teenager, that was terrifying. Like, find the dope, imagine. boy. Find the dope. Find yeah, the dope. Just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. And I, like, told you my cop stories, and I'm like, I haven't even told you, like, half, because all the <laughs> I know, you've told me 50%. Do we got to wait another two years to hear the other two? Like, what the fuck? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had the cop just being like, tell me where's the meth? Where's the meth? Where's the meth? And it's just like, yeah, you're in the wrong, quote unquote, wrong neighborhood. Yeah. I th- you know. So he thought you were just, okay, you got to build up to the story. Like, where- Oh, yeah, I was just like, as mundane as it was, I was reorganizing shit in my car after I had driven back to LA from Christmas break. So I just had like guitars and like Christmas presents just like outside of my car or behind me and the cop drives by and I'm stupid and never, if you're white, like you can't nod at a cop or something. I don't know. But like they just, and before I knew it, they had me in cuffs, like with the trunk open behind my trunk, asking me all these questions, you know, and I didn't want to tell him my friend's house because I had all this Occupy paranoia. So I kind of lied about that and that didn't make them happy. But uh, the, I'm trying to say, oh, I'm back. You know, I, I'm going back to UCLA. I'm a PhD student. And so they wanted to tell me, oh, where'd you get your undergrad? Oh, College of Charleston. Where'd you get your master's? Oh, well, uh, for this program, you don't have to have a master's. You just get let in after you're at. Oh, I'd have never heard of that before. <laughs> You know, I'm like trying to explain to the cops and I'm like showing them like all the books, you know, all my school books. And they finally, they're like, you know, where's the math? You need to show us the math. My buddy, you know, he's hard, but I, I'll be cool with you, you know, if you show good me where cop, the math is. Cop. Yeah. And so then they have to let me, they run my ID. So it's always good to have ID that they can run and see that you're clean. But uh, the trunk's still up. He's like, well, so anything else on this car, you know, is everything else? You got your license and registration and insurance? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm thinking, don't let them shut this trunk. <laughs> so they get in the car and they drive off. Well, if they had shut the trunk, they would have seen the tag. And I had a self-made dealer tag on my car. I had driven across country from South Carolina to California with a, my own dealer tags. <laughs> oh, that would have been bad. That would- just what? because the fucking trunk is open. It's what kind so of Mickey Mouse shit is that that they're not running your tag? <laughs> I know, right? I think it's literally because they came upon me and my trunk was flipped open. It's like, God is so good. Yeah. All well, that, that's things. how you find out people have warrants. You fucking run their tags. <laughs> Does the registered owner have a warrant? <laughs> yeah. They, they trusted me. You see this face. Yeah. That's a trustworthy meth head. <laughs> I know, and every time, like, the, I'm always like shaking because I'm like scared they're gonna like, well, like rape me for being trans or something. So they're always just like, "Why are you so nervous?" You know, like y'all have guns. <laughs> y'all got guns and penises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Very nervous. Right? <laughs> That's so great. I love that. <laughs> so now, yeah, I just oh, try to keep the interactions to a minimum. 
Well, the latest interaction with the cop was I was postmating and I had my phone in my hand and I got a ticket. But I also had a blunt that I hadn't lit yet. And I was just like, thank God. You Rock can't get a fucking ticket for a blunt in California. If you're driving? That's what I'm worried about. Well, I mean, it's lit, yeah, but it was <laughs> Well, yeah, car. that's what I'm saying, because usually it would have been lit, and that car would have been full of smoke when he pulled me over. But, yeah, that's yeah. illegal these days. <laughs> they recently had to pass that law. <laughs> yeah, I've had, like, a couple DUIs uh, tests, but it's only been for marijuana. Yeah. I don't fuck with alcohol. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I like <laughs> drink on, right you're now. drinking on the show. <laughs> I don't fuck with alcohol. I just imbibe it occasionally. Yeah. I've just been known to have a drink. That's right. Eddie, <laughs> I don't fuck with alcohol either. I know. I was telling my PTSD group because we were talking about, you know, drug use and stuff. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should stop planning to go on this show where I get drunk. But no, I, this is a special ex- uh, occasion. So wait, you told the PTSD group about your appearance? (laughs) Yeah, I told them everything. Oh, I said, I said, well, later today I'm going on this show, and I should probably make like a safety plan about how much I'm going to drink. So I should just have like two drinks because it's like I have my trigger, which is like my breakup, right? And so that gives me all these uncomfortable feelings and sensations. And yeah, right, you're supposed to shove them down with liquor. Yeah, so right, our body can't stay in that state for long. So we have coping, but we can choose safe coping or unsafe coping. So like, I mean, a drink can be safe coping, but like if I drink the whole bottle, that would be unsafe coping. Is it? Well, if it's not healthy. But this, this is the thing. If you choose, are un- you a doctor? <laughs> if you choose unsafe coping, then you can uh, open yourself up for more trauma. So then yeah, I could get right. really wasted, and then I could like get pulled over for drink, drinking and driving. But you're something. walking to your next location. Yeah. So that's all the safety plan. Yeah, that's what it's all about. about safety plan. But I'm saying, <laughs> you're not a doctor. How, how do you know if it's unsafe coping? I guess how do you only, know if on it's unhealthy? The, only on the outcomes that have happened to me before. <laughs> But like, so this is the main reason that I can't drink a lot. Because if I drink a lot, then I'll want to do other things that are called partying, and then that partying can be bad. So, or they could be epic stories. <laughs> I'm just saying, new material for your next appearance. <laughs> I know. Oh my god i I used to make so many risky decisions all the time. Like what? Like what risky decisions were you making? Oh, I mean. Just like last year after the XBiz nominations party, um, some guy just like came up to me on the sidewalk and he started talking to me and then he like put a bump in his like cigarette filter and was like, do you want a bump? Mm, Parliament. Yeah. And I was like, no. And then like 15 seconds later, I was like, no, wait, yes, yes, yes. Because, you know, you don't want to miss. I didn't want to miss out on fun. I could, you know, fear of missing out. And then I just like got in the car with him and just like went with him to some club he owned and then went with him back to his apartment. I mean, there was other people too, but it was just like. So what all happened? Like, oh, we just don't did, yada yada. No, yada I mean, we just story. did a nothing crazy. Just did a bunch of stuff and then was like, "Am I dying?" Wait, wait. So just did a bunch of blow. Blow, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then I'm just like, "Am I dying?" Obviously yeah. <laughs> not. You lived to tell about it. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Oh, I know, but it's like every time I do it, I'm just like with, I'm like, why am I with them, some dude, you know, telling me stories? I'd rather be, I don't know, I'm never doing things that are fun enough to warrant doing the nose candy. 
Well, then don't do the nose candy. No one's I wanted forcing to, you to. I wanted to be like this episode of the L Word, which is like, for people like me, like the L Word was the first time we saw people like us on TV. And there's that uh, Shane is like the ultimate like playboy type of like stud, you know, sleeps around. And then he has like this rich woman that's infatuated with him. Well, he's not even trans. I'm calling him he. But he's he's a lesbian, and then there's just like you know one of those like dishes, which is like the mountain of cocaine, and he's just like doing it, and then just like diving down into the pool. That would be perfect. <laughs> Maybe one day that'll happen. But for it's you. like instead, I'm like at these like party like house parties with like these EMD EDM like tweakers, and I'm like up in a place called their like rape room. <laughs> like, what did anyone get raped? <laughs> no, but it was actually it was funny because I was with. A girl, a cis girl, and then she hit it off with this other cis girl who had a girlfriend. The girlfriend was trans, but we didn't know it at first. And so we're playing truth or dare, and I was like telling the the girl I didn't know was trans. I was like, take your panties off and go down the ladder and come back up. And then it was all like, oh no, you know, she didn't want to do it because of her dick. And then um, it was kind of fun because then we got to find out, oh, you're trans. Oh, I'm trans. Oh, this is cool. Okay, yeah. And then like we had like a foursome, but it was really just about like the two girls and then like the trans girl was behind her girl and I was behind my girl. But yeah, in the rape room surrounded by stuffed animals. I think that sounds like an excellent time. (laughs) What is the regret on this? (laughs) Oh, that girl, that girl. (laughs) I mean, we've all hooked up with some, you know, questionable people in our lives. You haven't really lived until you've hooked up with, at least a couple questionable people. <laughs> and then we had brought her bunny to the party, but then we had left the bunny in the car and then it got really hot, but we saved the bunny. But anyway. I mean, did you season it first? <laughs> <laughs> and then she was going out of town, so she got me to to bunny watch the bunny. Well, she left the bunny with me and then she dumped me. And so then I was stuck with this bunny for like three months. Until you ate it? <laughs> Till I finally got someone else to take it, and they like looked at me like I was. I'm like, I'm kept the bunny alive for three months, you know. I had you this love, that motherfucker. I had a love hate re- relationship with that bunny. Rabbit sure. is delicious. You should have <laughs> just eaten that motherfucker. Petunia, yeah, that was her name. Put her right on a spit. Mm. <laughs> Good eating. Yeah, <laughs> it's a delicacy in some fucking cultures. You fucked up, Eddie. You fucked up. <laughs> oh my god. Come on, think of how <laughs> cathartic it would have been. To eat your ex-girlfriend's rabbits. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I know. Instead of I was I was that rabbit's bitch. It's feeding it purple carrots. See? <laughs> you fucked up. You should have been like, oh, she's out of the picture and you will be soon. <laughs> yeah. Just clean out the cage and sell it on Craigslist. <laughs> right? Profit? Good meal? Win, win, win. <laughs> Or I could have fed the rabbit to my cats. Let them let my cats hunt it. See, no, that's cool. That, that's how you end up with rabbit pellets all over your fucking apartment. <laughs> and then cats ain't gonna kill it clean. It's gonna be a mess. <laughs> you should have just roasted it. Cut off the legs and let the cats play with the legs. Well, you got to keep one keep foot keep for one yourself. Foot. <laughs> I mean, they are lucky for everyone but the rabbit. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, that, that was, yeah. It was one of those women who she like knew I did porn, so that was like her initial react, her initial attraction. And then it was like, 
a 180. It became like, oh, you give blowjobs without condoms? I was like, have you ever watched porn? No one gives. And then, yeah, she got really weirded out about like STDs. And then like, I think she gave me an STD. You're cleaner than anyone she's going to fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She told. Okay. I don't know if this ever happened to you before. (laughs) She told me like she had a self-lubricating ass, which was like she had some interest. She thought she thought she was trans. She thought, but she wanted to be super feminine, but she wanted to have a penis and she wanted to have a flat chest. So it was almost like she was a cis woman who wanted to be a trans woman. It was the strangest thing ever. I think instead it was just other things going on, but like so she just like attached herself to me and then we were both in the same f to m support group like we met in on at facebook and then a couple of weeks later i went to for my first day for this f to m support group and we're in the same support group it was the wildest thing like and everyone's like you know looking like dudes and then there's just this blonde polish beautiful woman wearing like a hot pink like a jacket and uh yeah i i don't even know i just looking back on it i feel like she was she Marla to... Singer? <laughs> Wait, who's that? From Fight Club, she goes all the... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I really think so. I really think so. I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel that. I don't, yeah, it was the strangest thing. She sought me out and then completely flipped on me for being what she sought out. Yeah, But that happens to performers all the fucking time. You would be, you'd be amazed at how many mainstream performers hook up with rock dudes who are all about hooking up with a performer until it's time for her to go back to work. Hmm. That makes sense. Like, what do you mean you're going to go do a scene? I was a porn star when I met you, you dumb fuck. Yeah, like that episode of Entourage and Vince and Sasha Gray. Gray. Yeah, and he's trying to pay her whatever she was going to get for like the gangbang. It's like, that's not the point, brah. <laughs> yeah like this is what i do when you met me like i've said this a hundred times on air if you're hooking up with an active performer know what you signed up for yeah like you it is not your right to try to save them or change their situation this is what you you know signed up for you yeah. signed up to be with a performer it's a whole nother story if you are in a relationship with a woman or a man or whoever and they're like, I want to start doing porn. Well, that needs to be a discussion at that point. But if they're an active performer when you meet them, you have zero right to be like, you shouldn't perform anymore. Yeah. And I've known girls, it's like they got into porn, but what they wanted to get out of porn was a boyfriend. (laughs) So I know girls that and then they did that. It's this so is wild. the worst dating pool. So wild. This is the worst <laughs> dating pool. Like, do not get into porn to try to meet someone. <laughs> like, get into porn for profit because you enjoy it to get laid. But do not do it to specifically meet someone. You may meet someone rad through the course of porn, but for fuck's sake, don't do it to meet someone. I'll, th- I'll say I had a really refreshing, fun experience on Saturday night after that party. There was another porn person there well she brought it jordan starstruck hey and we and she wanted to you know hang out with me after the party and we're 
you know, we're like flirting, making out or whatever. But then she kept saying, like, I can't wait to snuggle with you tonight. Da, da, da. I don't know why I keep saying this da, 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 thing. I'm sorry. Um, but she she said, I, I said, oh, are you keep saying this snuggling thing because you want to exclusively snuggle? She's like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And I was like, what a great relief. That's what I want to do, too. And we both had this moment where it's just like, yeah, the expectation is like, oh, if you're going home with one of these porn people, you're going to have like porn sex or sex or anyone that is hanging out with us, you know, is automatically wants us to have sex. And it felt so great to be like, we're just going to go and like have fun and cuddle. And we took like a bath together and like we ended up messing around a little bit, but it was just like nice not to have that pressure. I was like, totally felt like what because i felt so believe it or not i felt so much like anxiety like i was like ah, i don't really know if I, i'd rather just kind of go do my own thing chill out relax but once she said oh you know sex is off the table kind of you know i was like oh i can just build be myself i can't relate <laughs> it's been a, yeah i used to not like i used to not be like this i don't know why i'm like this now <laughs> yeah I, I can't relate like oh you're gonna share a bed with me and we're not gonna even fuck around. <laughs> like snuggling is for post coitus. Not, <laughs> not just no. I know. I feel like I've like become more of a quote unquote girl <laughs> about sex things. Like I've started to have these feelings of like, do I really want to open myself up like psychically and physically and sexually to this person that I don't really know? Like, oh, maybe maybe I want to like keep this to myself until i know this person more and like trust them i've never felt like that until like this past year it's crazy i was about to say like if i only had sex with people i knew and trusted i'd probably still be a virgin (laughs) i know i used to be like well if she's down i need to do it (laughs) like who am i to like to say no this is my one chance gotta do it i learned a horrible life lesson at one point i went on a date with the girl i was into and we ended up, you know, fucking around. She ended up, like, sucking my dick in the backseat of a car. <laughs> and it was, like, she was DTF. Like, you know, we had no protection. This is, like, at a point in my life where, like, I was convinced that if I had unprotected sex, I was getting AIDS. Just getting AIDS. Because, you know, 90s sex ed training was pretty intense. Like, you will get AIDS if you stick your dick in anything unprotected. So... I put the brakes on. I'm like, oh, we'll do it again. And like, it never came back around because I shot her down. She's just like, no. Oh, yeah. And oh, so man. it is ingrained in my head. Like, if the pussy is offered, you take that fucking offer. You don't. If she is down to fuck, <laughs> you fuck her. <laughs> you may never get another chance. And I really would have liked to have fucked her. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. I can see that happening to me for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's how I usually, like, with the nose candy stuff, my roommate would, like, text me and be like, well, I'm getting some nose candy this weekend. Do you want any? And I'd be like, well, just in case, you know, it's just better to be safe than sorry. You know, I I would hate to be in a position where I wanted it and I didn't have it. (laughs) It's like, dude, you got to stop texting me. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking miserable. That's fucking miserable. Why? Why? And then, like, I got, I, I was like, I gotta get the frick out of here. So I left LA for like nine months just to get away from all that stuff and to, to handle some other stuff. But yeah, knock on wood, I just, the marijuana and that stuff is good to me. 
<laughs> they are. They are. Substances are good. <laughs> I'd be into some ecstasy. I haven't done. But I've been doing some shrooms lately, and that's been really great. Oh, you have a line on shrooms? A line on it? Yeah. Yeah. Hook a brother up. Okay, I'll tell you after. <laughs> yeah, no. Once again, don't admit to crimes on the internet. We are on the internet. Do not admit to crimes on the internet. But yeah. if you allegedly have a source for shrooms, allegedly Matt Slayer would be interested in them. Hell yeah. And I did them before the Magic Castle on Friday for my birthday. Fuck so yeah. So that was so, super magical. Oh, come on, walk us through that. How did that go? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> you show... Well... It all started out with the getting the invitation, and uh, it was just hard to do. But was it delivered by Owl? <laughs> was, no, it was, a very special man gave me the invitation, and uh, I think I th- like uh, yeah, I complimented his jacket. He had a Magic Castle jacket, and then he came back out and he had a little invitation for me. And so I knew I wanted to go for my birthday. You have to have the reservations. You gotta well. You have to wear a bow tie, but there are some exceptions. So You can wear a bolo. Yeah, you can wear a bolo or you can wear a turtleneck. So I wear a turtleneck because I, I want everyone to be like, wait, he, he doesn't have a bow tie. How do you, you know? So, so you did jacket. Yeah, turtleneck. I got my jacket. I was like Ricky Johnson. He's always wearing a turtleneck and he looks so fire. So I'm biting at his swag and I got myself a couple turtlenecks online from Walmart. And... <laughs> Fine, and uh, yeah, you you go in and there's little bars, little rooms. Um, a lot of them are just like members that perform magic, and so my ex saw we saw this magician performing a bunch of stuff, and like first of all, his whole thing is like he had like a a brain tumor, and he is now paralyzed on half of his body, but uh since he came back or from his surgery or whatever, it's like he has a new magical power. So he's, I guess, using magic to, you know. So he has a new magical power shitting in a bag? (laughs) So he's doing his thing, doing his thing. And with the cards, you know, like I think the whole trick with the cards is it appears as the back and the front belong to the same card, right? But it's it's two different cards. Cards are hiding behind cards. So we're beside him and we see him and he's got two. And my ex is just like, you've got two cards! you know like and he just did it and then he's just like all right i'm feeling kind of tired i think i'm gonna wrap up for the night i was like you can't you can't call the magician out on the trick like she's like well i, I didn't see it in any of the other rooms you know <laughs> just like damn just she's a nut buster <laughs> but she, making yeah. fun of cripples yeah wow I was like, this dude is like doing the best he can like let's let's be here and celebrate with him no yeah. she cut that party of off she's making fun of cripples <laughs> making fun of cripples this is the ex that broke up with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're probably better off. Yeah. Do you really want to be with a woman that makes fun of cripples? <laughs> is that the kind of woman you want to be with? Like, she makes fun of cripples. And yeah. I make fun of cripples. <laughs> but that's my thing. Yeah. No, the- uh, when she does it in person, it's just mean. <laughs> I'm doing it on the internet for laughs. <laughs> and then, then we, uh, we saw like a big show. And... God damn, if they didn't just use plants. I think it was just two plants because we were. This woman gets called up and he changes her drink to the drink that she names and she tastes it. And, oh. and then, sure enough, 
a couple of segments later, her husband gets caught up on stage and he's super animated too. Just like, I hate that. I hate that. If, if all of this would, is just plants in the audience, it's so lame. It may or may not be. Um, so at one point, I went and saw Penn and Teller at, oh, in Vegas yeah. and I got called up on stage. Oh, fuck yeah. The, my date, because they, they were doing the bullet trick at the time. And they go, does anyone in the audience have any firearms experience? And my date's like, he does! He does! <laughs> I wasn't going to say shit. <laughs> he has a ton of firearms experience. Yeah. So they call me and say, so what's your firearms experience? Oh, yeah, I've done armed security for over a decade. And like, I have a lot of firearms. Can you inspect the bullet? I'm like, yeah, it's a real bullet. They do the trick. I was on stage. I have no fucking idea how they did it. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's low powder and that's how they do it. But I don't know for certain. Yeah. But I had half the audience asking me, like, if you were part of it, it was a plant. Like, you you weren't a plant? I'm like, no, man, not a plant. I'm just some dude. That's what my brother did one of those hypnotizing hypnotist shows at the fair, and they all thought he was part of it. But have you have you done one of those shows where you get hypnotized? Nope. It really works. But this is how it really works. You he controls what you do, but you as the person up there, you decide that you're gonna do everything that he tells you to do. And it's it's cool. Cause at first he gets you to do things with your eyes closed. So you it's like a a lower like barrier to entry. So you're doing the things with your eyes closed and you're hearing the audience clap and that feels really good. And so then he kind of weans you off that and you're doing things with your eyes open. But if you notice, if you ever do these shows, if someone's not doing what he said to do this, oh, it wore off and they make you go sit down. So the whole thing is if you want to keep being on stage, keep getting that positive feedback, you're going to keep doing the things where you're hypnotized. So it's like technically he is hypnotizing you because hypnotizing means getting someone to like do your will. But I, I, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> He's peer pressuring you, bro. Yeah, exactly. He is peer pressuring you into doing stupid shit. Because I remember I looked up at my friends in the audience and I like flicked them off. And then I went back to like <laughs> pretending like I was, yeah. Oh, man. I, I like magic. I grew up doing magic, actually. I was like a child magician. I went to do birthday parties. I would get paid like $25 to do like, I was like nine and I was doing like four-year-olds birthday parties. It was pretty good. I would do tricks and then I would fold balloons. So why aren't you doing that shit? <laughs> I know, right? Why aren't you doing some magic tea porn? <laughs> That's really smart. Yeah. I know. I I really want to be a member of this magic club because I have never seen such a group of just ugly dudes with such beautiful women. I'm like, oh my God. Because <laughs> I guess with all the beautiful women out there, some of them are just really into magic. <laughs> well, women are just into a dude who can command a room. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. How many ugly rock dudes yeah. just have girls who are like, oh my God, because he's on stage, he's commanding a room. That's such a good point. Yeah. There's just something in the you know, reptilian brain like, oh, he's a good provider. Look at all these people that are just. Oh, yeah. After I performed my set at that party, Morgan Bailey's party, yeah, all the T-Girl models that were there were just like, oh. You can. Yeah, after you accepted your warning, like, TTF, oh, yeah. TTF, TTF, <laughs> they just threw it. The, how many panties got thrown at you on stage? <laughs> I know. It's so cool. Like, this year, all the girls want to work with FTM, which is so dope because, yeah, like, four years ago, I literally was just, like, carving that shit out, like, Get, like Honey Fox is a big name that shot with me in the beginning, and 
Michelle Austin. And now, yeah. Now it's just like, it's crazy to be on Twitter and see these porn star women with like, you know, tens of thousands of followers and they they follow me back. I'm like, whoa. Like, I think like, is it Sonya Harkut? So she's like been really, really nice to me. I'm like, what's going on? Pretty soon, <laughs> cis men like me, no one's going to even want to watch anything. <laughs> anything we're doing, like, man, you were, you were, you were hot in the odds. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that a lot. I'm a cis male. I'm not so sure I want to be extinct. I don't want to be extinct. I don't want, I don't want to oppre- oppress what you got going, but I don't want to be extinct. I don't want to be hit by a meteor. I don't want to be something that's just in a goddamn museum. Like, so remember when cis men were a thing? Oh, that's so funny. I love it. Like, it's going to be like, you know, Neanderthal man, Homo erectus, cis males. That's so genius. Like, oh uh, my god, that's so Please funny. don't let us go extinct. <laughs> yeah, you you you're gonna have to like figure out how to align yourselves with these, these new new power structures. <laughs> Just gonna be exhibiting a fucking museum. <laughs> Just uh, jerk off into this cup, please. <laughs> Why? It ain't gonna work. I already said I'm infertile. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean I'll jerk off into the cup if you're paying. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pay rent somehow. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who he decided to make himself whatever got his tubes tied for himself when he was like in his twenties. Like, Dude, that. doctors won't do that. Oh, for real? A lot of doctors you have to convince them. That's so wild. Like what what do they care? You know, it's well, so wild. They, they think you're going to regret it, that you're going to want to have a family at some point. Like, no, no, I don't. Yeah, why would I ever do that to someone? <laughs> right? Why would I ever infect them with my fucking genetics? <laughs> That's what I love about, like, uh, yeah, like, the, the buck stops here. Like, I come from generations of, like, abuse. So I love that, like, the buck stops here because my, my brother and his wife, they had to adopt. And then I'm not reproducing my genes and you know like when you when you sign informed consent to start hormone therapy you sign you're like yeah maybe i will never be fertile again you know so i just love it it stops here it stops with me like i'm ending the cycle of abuse (laughs) no more yeah i'm the the last of my bloodline on my father's side because my sister's my half sister so yeah if i don't breed you know it it ends with me (laughs) And here's a, hopefully I don't breed. Cheers to that shit. Fuck. I know, I need a refill. Whiskey is right here. Yeah, at least you're not un- so uncouth that you try to cheers me with an empty glass. I know, at least I'm honest. Right? <laughs> for, I mean, for fuck's sake, there is enough fucking people on the planet. I am not so egotistical that I, I need a mini me yeah, running I, around. Cheers. Fuck cheers. Me. Yeah, you want one that looks like you. Why would I want one that looks like me? Goddamn. I was talking to, oh, I don't really talk to my brother, but he did tell me when they were picking out uh, car seats for the baby, it was a little funny because, you know, they paid, I don't know, maybe 10 grand for all this stuff to adopt the baby. And then they're like looking at like $80, $100, $120 for a car seat. He's like, give me the most freaking expensive car seat you got in here, you know? Yeah, I got <laughs> to protect my investment. Yeah. Yeah. When you make them the old fashioned way. It's fine. You can go with the cheapest car seat because you can just make more. <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun to make more. 
mean, that's why that's why ye old families had so many fucking kids because you expected half of them to fucking die. <laughs> so you just fuck more into existence. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you got nine siblings. I expected half of you not to make it. <laughs> we got cold winters here. <laughs> we got cold winters and some manual labor. If you know one of you dies chopping wood, so be it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, maybe get some smallpox. Eh, this shit happens. <laughs> you survive. You survive. You don't. You don't. We'll make more. <laughs> and if your mom dies in childbirth, I'll find someone else to fuck it into. That's like that's like the one. Uh, What's his face? He's got that joke about oh, uh, they say being a mom is like the hardest job, and then he just starts like Bill Burr starts laying into women. Oh no, the hardest job. Oh, you're watching TV, and I'm like, what about childbirth? You forgot that part because he's talking comparing it to like being like a rig on an oil rig and your death rate. Like the the giving birth part, that's the dangerous part, Bill. Yeah, but you do that once for like 20 hours, if it's bad. And they give you the good drugs. But they, yeah, sometimes, I guess, you know, back in the day, the ladies would die. Oh, yeah, well, the, the, we don't live in back in the day. Thankfully, we don't, cause I don't know how to raise a barn or hitch fucking wagon wheels, so thankfully, we don't live back in the day. Yeah, we can just operate cash registers. You can do that? I can't even do that shit. Like, you expect me to make correct change? What's wrong with you? Math nerd. My therapist is like something something, and then we'll, we'll avoid math. But does, does counting math counting count as math? It's like, uh, yeah. I think that's the whole math thing. No, <laughs> math involves shapes and numbers, like not just counting. <laughs> Cutting a straight line. Yeah, I remember that in, in kindergarten we had to cut the straight line. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't help hold me back. Like. I, can't cut a straight line to save my life. Yeah, I. One of my first memories is being in kindergarten and being at one of the centers, like the block center. Then all of a sudden, there's like a blackout, and then I like come to, and I'm at the snack center, and I'm rubbing Ted's head. I'm <laughs> just rubbing his. Who's head. Ted? I know. Who's uh, Ted? <laughs> Who the fuck is Ted? Whose head are you rubbing? What is going on? <laughs> I'm so confused. Who's Ted? Did I bl- Please go back to the footage. Did I black out? Like I'm so confused. What's going on here? Who's Ted? I know he's just an, another kindergartner. Somehow I I I left my my section. I didn't take off my clothespin. I didn't enter the snack section with that clothespin correctly. And I was just rubbing Ted's head. Clothespins? <laughs> what? Maybe this was. <laughs> <laughs> I I grew up in the South. Well, I know. But <laughs> so confused. Clothespins, Ted? <laughs> no, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I hope you know what you're talking about because I certainly don't. So confused. <laughs> Though one of my earliest childhood memories is I remember in kindergarten seeing a book that had the human circulatory system like mapped out with you know all the the veins and arteries and me convincing another kindergartner that's what you look like when you're sick. <laughs> like that's that's illness inside you. All, oh, all those God. lines, all those lines. That's that's when you're sick. <laughs> I have been colossally full of shit for a very long time. That's fun, though. Yeah, that's a, yeah. My dad is always telling lies. My my brother's always telling lies. And I I remember in Girl Scout troop, yeah, just learning the 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 art of just talking shit, just like well, the, I wasn't the authority necessarily lying. stuff. I just made 
on assumption and confidently proclaimed it to other small, stupid children. <laughs> wasn't necessarily a lie. I wasn't consciously deceiving them. I honestly believed that. I just made an assumption and said, obviously, that's what you look like when you're sick. <laughs> All right. There was no there was no malice. It wasn't malicious. It was it wasn't meant to be deceptive. It's just what I believed, and I just said it confidently enough that some poor fucking schmuck kid believed it. Yeah. And then that's but that's what George says, right? George Costanza Costanza. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> well, intent is very important with lies and half truths. Like what is your intent behind it? Like if you don't think you're lying, are you really lying? <laughs> Yeah, that's I. Yeah, trying to channel calmness as I tell my lies, and then like if you are lying to someone and you can like look in their, I'm like looking at this eye right here. I I like doing this where one of the eyes means is like if we have like a left right connection that means something, right left connection, left left, all those mean something. But I'm always trying to. Like, uh, I'm always trying to hypnotize people with my eye contact. But I, if I look in this eye, do I seem... I'm looking at this one. Do I seem more believable? I don't know if we're having more... Or this one more empath. Nah, you just seem classically full of shit either way. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so... Like, me... Like, if someone's telling me something, me trying to, like, express empathy is, like, I'm, like... <laughs> so I'm always, like, trying to do something with I'm the just eyes. staring at their forehead no matter what. Like, <laughs> lies... Malice, <laughs> empathy, forehead, <Just> forehead. <laughs> it, it's weird. Like, I remember, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Never mind. <laughs> There's about to be a, a bit about, you know, dealing with large breasted women as a teenager and not knowing where to look, but <laughs> I lost it. We're just going to walk away from that. <laughs> but seriously, didn't know where to look. First woman I met, like, Huge fucking tits wearing a local dress. Like, because as a nervous kid, it's like didn't make eye contact with people. So kind of looked down. It's like, oh, you have huge tits. I don't know where to fuck your feet. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Uh, oh yeah, no, I, I I used to smoke so much weed that it was like I never looked anywhere. And then now, as I've like smoked less weed, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't like I have memories, and it's just like there's no focus on anything. Where I, I'm just like, I was just. Sh- Cheached out of my brain. Why not Chong? <laughs> Why has it got to be cheached? Why has it got to be cheached? Chong went to jail for your sins. <laughs> Cheech had a semi-successful acting career. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair at all. Definitely not. Yeah. Now Robert Rodriguez put gave Cheech a lot of work. No work for Chong though. <laughs> no fucking work for Tommy Chong. That '70s show is the last thing he fucking did. Oh wow! I fucking love that show. And you know, I never, I never realized that they were smoking weed like All as a the child. Time. Yeah, I had no idea. All every scene where it's like, yeah, I had no idea with the haze. Yeah, I was such a good kid. Like, I didn't drink or uh, smoke weed until college. Yeah, those damn liberal students at the colleges ruined your life. With the devil's lettuce yeah. and the sex. Because I, I was hardcore into church all through middle school, high school. My first girlfriend, 
she would come watch me play drums at the contemporary church service on Wednesday nights. And then we would go and get ice cream afterwards. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I know. That's right? a pretty fucking risque. <laughs> and I remember if I said something funny at the beginning, she would like grab my hand and hold it. And then it would feel good. But then I would get like a tummy ache because I felt like guilty about it. So I would try not to say funny stuff. So she wouldn't. Grab my hand. Aww. So repressed. And we in like probably like over the course of like six months, I went from like putting my hand like on her knee to just gradually, but just so painstakingly slow, just month after month working my way up to her, you know, crash. So how many years did it take to get a knuckle deep? <laughs> right? Man, hmm. Okay. We started me. We met in like September, and then I remember it was Christmas Eve that we finally went down on each other and put our fingers in each other. Because like before that, I was like, you know, I'm all Christian. I'm like, we have, we have to wait until we <laughs> do those things because those are like the equivalent of like heterosexual sex. And then I just remember we were like watched like Home Alone, and then afterwards we like did that, and then like. After I went down on her, I like cried. <laughs> so, middle-aged men getting torture porn turned you on enough to go down on a woman. Is that what you were telling us? Like Joe Pesci being mercilessly beaten by a child. What's her favorite Christmas movie? Turned you on enough to go down on her. Like she's like, oh my god, Joe Pesci got hit in the head with a paintgun. I'm so wet right now. Yeah. Daniel Stern burned his hand. <laughs> oh, the voice of the Wonder Years in pain. So wet. So wet. <laughs> Wait, that's the voice of the Wonder Years. Oh, oh yeah. God. Daniel Stern is the voice of the Wonder uh... Years. How'd you not know that? I remember watching Wonder Years, but not, no one had any names. Like, I was that well, age. Well, yeah. He was the narrator. <laughs> he was the fucking narrator. That, that show still make. I feel like I can't watch it now because it would make me so sad. Made me sad when I was a kid. I don't know why. Because it's pretty sad, I guess. Well, yeah, because all those people, all those people are dead. It was in the sixties. <laughs> Though Winnie Cooper is still pretty hot, very yeah. intelligent, and recently posted pictures in a, like a Leia slave outfit. So, oh, whoa! <laughs> I love that. A thousand nerd ejaculations just happening all at once. Yeah, like, the <laughs> like there's this one guy boogie or something and he is he, he tweeted like people want to know what my kinks are like i don't have any kinks unless it's a girl wearing cat ears <laughs> like lingerie in bed i was like oh yeah you definitely have a kink there bro <laughs> like <laughs> maybe a small one tiny one tiny tiny little kink just a, just a, a hint an inkling of a, of a kink there just, just a, just yeah. a little bit just a yeah, little bit i've never requested I mean, I know lots of girls that wear cat ears, but I've never been like, keep them on. <laughs> so, I don't know if I've talked about this on air. I may have, because I ended up in a bar in Tokyo at one point called B-Cats, where all the bartenders were dressed in cat ears and cattails. Oh, my God. And it was such a fucking racket. You had to pay 500 yen an hour to sit in the bar on top of whatever you're paying for your drinks. That's genius. Just to hang with these That's girls. That's genius. Just to hang with these girls in cat ears and cattails. <laughs> oh, it was so fucking weird. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I want a bar like that here. Well, I just think it's a racket. So paying cover to be in the bar, you have to pay an hourly like stool fee to <laughs> be in the bar. That's what they need for the T-girl nights and these chasers, yeah. Because a, a lot of the guys, they just get their kicks by sitting and staring. Well, there's the new racket. There's no cover. You just you know, have yeah. to pay a stool rental fee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a trick at tranny strip. We just like remove all the stools. <laughs> No one's hiding at the bar tonight. Oh, I'm out. I, I can't <laughs> hang out at the bar all night. I'm out. I'm not going. <laughs> You're going to make me stand like I'm a peasant? Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that noise. <laughs> I got a place you can sit, but it's uh, 350 an hour. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not on that either. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I don't pay for sex in the States. <laughs> I, yeah. I have gotten really drunk and looked through Eros. I was like, maybe. But I mean, I probably, I don't have Eros money. I have more like Backpage Pro money, I guess. <laughs> have you seen all the pink van- vans around town? That's like the worst. They, why did they pick that? It looks so bad. It looks like they're kidnapping kids. I'm pretty sure it's just entrapment. I, I'm That's pretty sure, a, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just law enforcement being like, "Hey, we're just gonna get a bunch of Johns." Yeah, but, that is the yeah. They couldn't have picked a worse like uh, media approach. So for or the non-LA audience, if you drive around LA these days after Backpages was closed down, there is a bunch of pink vans just randomly parked around town. With pictures of girls on, like, Backpages is back with a different URL. Backpage Pros. Something like that. Yeah, something like it that. Lo- it just looks like they're picking up kids for sex slavery. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is a couple of those vans have handicap plates on them, so they could just park wherever. <laughs> yeah, they, somebody didn't do a thorough vetting for that one. It's pretty fucking crazy. It's just like, um... If something is too good to be true, it probably is. Speaking of which, I was at the, actually the Dojo Comedy last night. Hell yeah. And these dudes pull up in a white van. And they say, hey, we just finished at the W. Would you guys like two setups? We're like, and we thought we were ca- they were caterers. Uh, oh, like, oh, you guys are giving away free food so it doesn't go to waste? Yeah, I'm hungry. I'll eat. These dudes tried to sell me an HD projector and a 100-foot screen out of the back of the van. <laughs> She's like, bro, I got this projector. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, you're in the wrong place, man. Well, what could you get together? Do you know how much these are worth? I'm like, sure. I'm not in the market for an HD projector. <laughs> and you're hanging out with a- everyone in this parking lot are broke comedians. <laughs> no one has HD projector yeah. money. Bro, I'll set it up. And it's like, it's an open box on top of it. It's like, oh, you're either trying to sell me a box of rocks, literally, <laughs> or a broken projector. Either way, yeah. if it's really the projector, it's stolen property. Who does that? Who rolls into a parking lot like, yo, we have this projector that we just happen to have. Yeah. Who wants it? Yo, can you take a collection and get $1,000? Oh, like, my no, God. man. <laughs> well, what do you got? I got 20 <laughs> I got a 20. Yeah. That's all I got. Oh, oh. You sure you can't? No. That's in my car. I have like all these dents and stuff. I can't drive anywhere without, hey, 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 hey. So, yeah, I, I could fix that for you. I'm, I was delivering Postmates and I pulled, 
a guy pulled out. I'm like, I'm making a delivery. He's like, I'll wait right here. <laughs> and I just, no, I don't. And they're, yeah, they see, they see you're white or whatever. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I can talk him backwards. Oh, into... this is two white guys. Oh, two, yeah. two white guys. <laughs> and part of me, like, after the film, like, no, officer, I do not want to go to jail for buying stolen property. Thank you. Yeah. Because if he had agreed to this one, he'd be like, oh, no, no, no. That would have been funny. Yeah. Like, you're full of shit. Uh, <laughs> have a good night. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's why anyone who tries to talk to me that I don't know, I'm out in LA. Yeah. No. Hey, I'm down for the comedy of it. Like, you tried <laughs> to sell me a projector because they had a palette of like shrink wrap projectors in the back. <laughs> and then one box, he was trying to sell me that was obviously already opened. Yeah, I'm always just like wondering how someone's trying to fuck me over. Well, it's like, if this is legitimate, like, yeah, quote legitimate, if this is a dude selling stolen property off the back of his van, what made you think to just pull into a bar's parking lot and be like, yo, I got a projector? No, I feel like, I feel like, well, I feel like so many people in LA are like that. And I'll do that too. I have a, I have bags of clothes that I'm taking to Crossroads, you know, to get that money. And when they look at it, they're probably going to say zero dollars. But I feel like, especially people that don't have homes in LA, they be care, they carry around like, uh, boxes of shoes, you know, or like they have this, like, uh, the, the electric scooter that they, they, jailbroke you know and it's just like i got this like 150 dollars right here you know but it's not in cash form yet everybody's carrying around the thing that they think is going to turn into money for them <laughs> it's like no <laughs> i don't know man people were a little too eager he was a little too eager he's like oh man otherwise we're gonna have to give this back to our manager we're like isn't that what you should be doing you fucking piece of shit <laughs> this just alarm bell like if it had been a cinematic camera, I might have been like, yo, what up? Uh, <laughs> let's see what calculation we can make. But yeah. HD projector yeah. at a hundred foot screen. Who sells an HD projector and a hundred foot screen off the back of a truck? Yeah, that's some wild oh, shit. To random fucking people on Thursday night. <laughs> Thursday night. Yo, I got that HD projector. Yo, I got that HD projector. Yeah, it reminds me of when I was in Charleston, we had <laughs> Tyrone and he would show up with different things to sell. I got an iPod mini for 60 bucks off of him. It had Catherine's music in before, and she has some good taste in music. <laughs> Once again, don't admit to crimes on the internet, Eddie Wood. That should be the name of this episode. <laughs> don't commit. Don't admit to crimes yeah. on the internet. But speaking of which, it is actually time for last call, so we can actually get to your fucking show. Like, their doors have opened. And- Hell yeah. Can't wait. I'm going to see Taking Back Sunday, High oh. School Dream. Oh, it is emo night in that motherfucker. Yeah, I got I got dumped right, and then I saw someone on Twitter post about the concert, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna buy myself a ticket and yeah. go and like get all the angst get yourself out. an emo cis girl tonight." Yeah, that's so why I got my bangs going. <laughs> I got my, my bangs. Yeah, you gotta get some guy liner going. <laughs> You're right. I did get compliments on that when I did that once at the Abbey. No, you definitely need guy liner going <laughs> for fucking taking back Sunday. <laughs> You're fucking up here. You're fucking up your chances. <laughs> I know. I'm about to go, like, finally be the high school boy that I always wanted to be. <laughs> but before you do that, Eddie Wood, where can we find you on social media? Where can we find your please, pornography? Please follow me on Twitter, Eddie Wood Triple X, and on Instagram, Eddie Wood FTM. And then I have my website, Eddie Wood Triple X.com. And I'm also on mini vids, Eddie Wood F2M, or FTM, I should say. 
So that means female to male. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter. Matt Slayer on Instagram. Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter. And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. <laughs>